The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com. Empire. Is the fall season a bust for youth sports? I think one aspect of this crisis is, is that it will accelerate already existing trends. And one of those trends is the digitization uh, of, uh, of our lives. That's Dave DuPont, co-founder and CEO of Team Snap, where everyone would love to just snap their fingers and get life back on the fields. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Any other time during Dave DuPont's career would he probably have an answer for how TeamSnap or his previous companies would navigate an issue. But how do you help parents, leagues, and coaches organize youth sports for a fall season when there's an ongoing pandemic? It's made life complicated. Our guest this week is Dave DuPont, who is the co-founder and the chief executive officer at TeamSnap, which gives technological solutions for teams all over the country to pay for youth sports leagues, to communicate within them, and a lot more. And in any other given year, I think this conversation would be very different about what your business does, Dave, but here we are in 2020. Indeed, here we are. Um, What do you make of youth sports in the future, let's start with the, the big, big question. Um, how do you see the fall leagues shaping up in youth sports? Well, uh, what I can tell you is that our customers are optimistic about uh, the return to sports. We've seen um, a dramatic increase in the number of teams created and the number of uh, new participants on our platform. And we have uh, almost 25 million users around the world. So our user base is a good indication of what's going on in sports. And so what you're seeing is people are ready. Is that, is that kind of the, the bottom line that people want to get back? Yeah, people are ready and they're not just saying they're ready. They're forming teams. They're, uh, they're signing up for activities. Now the fall is still a couple of months away. And as we've seen, even over the course of the crisis so far, uh, no one can predict the future, but uh, certainly people are ready to get back to sports. And uh, they're, they're showing that they're ready. We'll see what happens in the fall. I uh, would also make a larger point that I think there will be changes in sports activity overall. But there's no question that the demand for sports is very high. People recognize the benefits it provides individuals, participants, youth specifically, uh, personal health, but also communities and societies. And all those things will cause sports to come back. It's a question of how fast 
and what will the nature of those sports be in the future? Um, a, a lot of the technology that your group uses is part in part and parcel with communication between leagues, administrators, the coaches, the players, the participants themselves. Um, how have you thought about communication uh, within the services you provide amid a time where communication is going to be paramount about activities? Yeah. So um, we have been surprised by the extent to which uh, teams and individuals have been and organizations have continued to use TeamSnap even when they're not actively engaged in sports. So I think one aspect of this crisis is, is that it will accelerate already existing trends. And one of those trends is the digitization, uh, struggling with that word, digitization of, uh, of our lives, including communication. So uh, you know, we, we created TeamSnap to, to solve a specific issue, which is uh, coordination and communication around sports. And that need was certainly existing when we created the platform. And I think as people have gotten more familiar with and comfortable with uh, computers and digital devices, that trend will continue. You know, and this is maybe a larger kind of existential question, but you know, I'm middle-aged man. I've got two young kids. Um, I've pushed them to try to get Mm -hmm. involved in some kind of team sport situation. Obviously the spring uh, was ruined for outdoor activities for them. Uh, The summer, their camps have been closed But I'm hoping, you know, as they've kind of gleaned towards a lot of online experiences and virtual experiences, that that's not what's going to end up being exclusively where their interest is. So I wonder if we're going to find out in 2020 um, if there's a pushback to getting kids to go outside because they want to and because they find out that they miss it as well. Yeah, um, I I, um, think there will be, um, I mean, there's there's no question that... uh, Electronic sports, e-games, um, are, are popular, but they don't replace um, outside activity or even inside activity, um, basketball, hockey, things like that. And um, I think there is room for both, and I think there'll be an um, increasing strong demand for, for sports activities. All right, so let's talk about TeamSnap a little bit. Um, founded, what, 11 years ago now, somewhere in that neighborhood? Um, what was the idea behind yeah. it? What, what did you see that was missing in the marketplace that you wanted to fill? Right, so um, I had been in the tech industry for a while. I was coaching my son's lacrosse team, and I just saw an opportunity to make coordination and communication much smoother than I was experiencing. I remember going home after a coach's meeting and telling my wife, wow, there's got to be a better way to do this. And uh, I found some like-minded folks who formed the company. It turns out that we identified a need and we have experienced growth ever since the formation of the company. So it's been exciting to see that the problem I was experiencing and that I saw was one that many uh, felt uh, and uh, and continue to experience if they're not using a tool like TeamSnap. And so how has uh, it grown um, over the last 12 or so years? What, what have been the changes that you've, like, what was the problem you wanted to solve? Just communication initially? And then how has that grown through the years? Communication and coordination, or um, I used to say, making sure everyone shows up at the right place at the right time with the right stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's what we, uh, that's the problem we set out to solve because previously people were calling each other, uh, maybe going to a website, uh, relying on a printed schedule. And uh, none of those things were very reliable, phone trees. Um, so 
we saw the opportunity to make um, schedule updates instantaneous to make it really easy for everyone to communicate uh, with everyone in the team about the schedule or about other matters. Uh, we've, we started with that, that core base and expanded dramatically beyond that. But that was the initial problem we set out to solve, and people still very much appreciate that. Literally, I think it was let me think about this three days ago. I was talking to the executive director of a uh, it's a multi-sport organization on the east coast of the U.S. And um, this individual said, "You've made my life so much easier, and you probably saved my marriage as well." <laughs> so I, I we. That's not that's not an unusual comment, believe it or not. We hear that kind of well, thing all the time. I mean, I got to tell you, like, it, it, when you sit back and think about it, as someone who has young kids that are involved, you know, with, with youth sports, or I'm trying to get them involved with youth sports outside of a pandemic, um, the frustration level for the parents is the part that's dangerous here. Like, the kids, of course, want to be involved, or in, in the most cases, want to be involved. If the parents are the ones that get frustrated by the communication of when and where, that could be a prohibitive type of thing that would stop kids from participating. Very much, very much. I, I remember my parents getting irritated about uh, dealing with the schedule and trying to coordinate things. Now, you asked where, where things go from here. We can, we can do a lot. We've, we've become the fabric of communication and coordination for, for organizations. We started at the team level, and we've expanded. And we now offer basic services to teams, but also expanded services to not just teams, but clubs, leagues, and associations. So now we do things like help, like help organizations schedule games for all of the teams that belong to, say, their club or their league. Same thing with registration, another example. Uh, we enable organizations to register any, any money, and all that data is available for the individual teams. So the larger organization using TeamSnap simplifies or simplifies what teams have to do or coaches or managers have to do in terms of uh, updating the roster or the schedule or whatever and uh, makes actually the TeamSnap tool more valuable for everybody involved. We talked about the esports and e-gaming. Have you all gotten involved in organizing virtual teams and virtual esports as well? Yes. From the beginning, customers have used TeamSnap for activities beyond sports because pretty much any activity that has participants and an ongoing schedule of activities is a candidate for our solution. And about 5% at this point of our total user base are organizations like chess clubs, like uh, book groups, and uh, robot clubs, and all, all kinds of what we would think of as non-sports activities, Boy Scouts. You guys have a lot of data as well. I hope this is not an uncomfortable question, but, but I wonder if you guys are into direct marketing. Are, are you going down that route, or is there a line there that, that you don't want to cross? So we use um, the information we have about the individual's participants, their families, um, the organizations to which they belong, the events in which they participate to, uh, to provide access to the products and services they need for the activities in which they're engaged. And the data we collect allows us to do that much more effectively. So we're not, we're not spamming people, right. but at the beginning of the season, you do need a uniform. 
you do typically, like let's take soccer, need new cleats or hockey need new skates. And customers tell us if we're providing access, both through advertising or even direct commerce, the opportunity for them to acquire the products and services they need, we're actually providing them a service. Um, all right, I'll leave you with this. And, and, and I just want to kind of go back to the beginning again, because I think it's worth reemphasizing. Um, in your view, because you get to see what people are at least anticipating this fall. It sounds like you feel like youth sports is in a good place, even amid everything that's happening around the world. Yeah, I think so. We, when the pandemic crisis struck, we, we definitely as a business were affected, right? Because you can't be in the middle of organizing sports activities, have those activities go to zero and not see your business affected. So we put together a revised forecast and frankly, the, Sports have returned faster than we forecasted. We're about 30% above, right now at least, where we expected to be. Now, there's lots of uncertainty in everybody's mind about the future, but there's widespread agreement. I mean, parents tell us this all the time. Um, sports organizers tell us this all the time. There is a strong recognition of the value of sports and a desire to return to sports. Even employees in my company who have kids tell me they can't wait for to begin again for their kids to be uh, utilizing some of that excess energy in organized sports. Dave, I got to tell you in your bio on the, on the website, it says you're a skier, you're a competitive cyclist. You like reading, cooking and microbreweries. It sounds like you were built for a pandemic because that is every possible thing to do that would involve social distancing. I I guess you're right. Uh, I mean, I, uh, obviously, I um, am sad about the loss of life and um, disruption to everybody's life, yeah. effect on uh, the worldwide economy. And I know many, many people are suffering. But um, first of all, you know, there's a lot uh, that we are doing at Team Snap that keeps me busy. We're actually using the pandemic crisis to uh, to bolster our overall offering and to strengthen our relationship with customers, and it's been fantastic. As far as me personally, yeah, I'm. I'm able to cycle and, uh, and hike, and um, I've always been a big reader. Um, and uh, interestingly, a lot of folks complain about not being able to go out to restaurants. Uh, but my wife and I both enjoy cooking, so yeah, I'd like to go out a little bit more than we are. But but we're doing just a little <laughs> more cooking, which is fine. It is fine. So and we're okay. I, uh, we're looking forward to the end of the crisis. This is the way I'd, I'd summarize things. Yeah, looking forward to the end of the crisis, but we recognize that we are we are far better off than, uh, than the, certainly the people who have actually contracted the, the disease and, uh, and those who have passed. But uh, we're far better off than many people who are just struggling. And this is a very, very difficult situation for the great majority of people on the planet. Yeah, it is. And, and hopefully, hopefully the trends are right. Hopefully we will get back to normal. And, and I'm with you. I hope we see the end of this pandemic um, in the near future. Dave DuPont, co-founder, chief executive officer of Team Snap. Thank you so much for joining us, Dave. Thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. On the next Future Sport Podcast, Michael Conti started playing inside when he was a young kid, and he's grown up to be one of the best e-racers in NASCAR. When my parents bought it for me on my fifth birthday, I don't really think they knew what they were getting themselves into. I, (laughs) I think it was more so just... Something to do for fun, something to bond with my dad on and to spend some time on and have fun with. But, you know, little did we know that that would be a a training tool to get me to the point where I'm at today. 
We'll discuss the future of NASCAR on the tracks and online with the iRacing Series champ, Michael Conti. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.